Okay, Dave, it's your turn. All right, Jeff, let's see. Oh, there you go. Oh, nice roll, <laughs> Still Dave. got the nice magic. Uh, uh, let me see. Still I'm got the magic. Take my shot of you and... Oh, oh, oh well, uh, that's right. Usually how I play. Oh, yeah. What's that? You're still oh, playing that bad after all yeah. these years, Jeffrey. Look at there. Look at there. What is funeral procession going by outside? That's a long procession. Uh, and in the rain, too. Just oh. going right by there. Oh, I almost forgot. I take, better take my hat off out of respect. Well, you certainly have uh, great respect for the dead, Dave. Well, it's the least I can do. After all, we were married 60 years. Scary version of the two half squads. Oh, it's very scary, one boys and girls. <laughs> the only podcast dedicated 100% to the spookiest game in the world. Advanced ghosts and skeletons. <laughs> yes, yes. That's right, Igor. We are your hosts. I'm Jeff. And I'm Igor, and I'm going to talk like this the whole show, so people can write in letters saying, Dave was really annoying, as usual, whenever he thinks he's being creative, he's very annoying, and now he's sounding like a Japanese guy instead of a hunchback. What hump? Peter Lorre. Yes. Um, Welcome, everybody. It's good to be back. Oh, it's good to be back. Oh, M. Yeah, that's a good Let's pick a topic. Yeah, okay. Episode 127. It oh, is 128, I think. 128. Yes. And it is still the same day as last show. Yes. Because we're doing two in a night, although we might poop out early. I don't know. Yeah, we'll I was see feeling tired, happens. but now I'm feeling energetic. I was feeling the tired, too. I had to go get something to eat. The scary voices really helped. Yeah. It perked me up. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like intoxicating. It is. And you were saying? About? When I so rudely interrupted you. I don't know. I have a short-term memory problem. but I can't think of it either. It was just seconds ago. Was it M? We were talking about M? Oh, M. Movie M. There you go. Was Peter Laurie in that? Peter Laurie. Child know. murderer. That's, that's not a good stuff. Well, it's Halloween. Yeah. A great performance. Great film. Um, who was that German director? He fled the Nazis. Hitler wanted him to be his photographer guy, but it ended up being Lenny Riefenstahl, the lady. Oh, okay. Who did the... Um, yes. Nuremberg film. Uh, oh, come on. Um, oh. The March of... <clears throat> no, the... Yeah, Ides I, I of March? Know. No. Um, yeah, it's that, in the song great... by the Boomtown Rats. Um, I made a music video to that one, too. I, we have to post those on YouTube and get links put up. Um, uh, I never loved Eva Braun. She was... <laughs> No, it's not time for that, is it? Uh, Just some girls on the make. Yeah, we see. Yeah, she wanted to be so big. I really love the big yeah. parade. Isn't it? Isn't it March of something? It's or the, uh, the f- most famous film of yeah. all? Come on. Yeah. Yes, and uh, triumph of the will. Triumph. She was a triumph of the will. That's know. the lyric I That's was trying to That's a great. That's yeah, clips movie. from that show in my history films, and I, I pause, and 
there's a that shot of looking up at Hitler and the clouds are behind him. Yeah. And it's that low looking up. Yeah. Making him appear and I pause it right there. And I the kids are all sitting down, so I walk amongst them, tall, they're looking up at me. And I say, What has Lenny Riefenstahl done here to make Hitler appear? Let's talk propaganda to appear you know, in cinematography larger than life. Yeah. Oh, and they get it, you know, oh he's up against the clouds, yeah. like he's a god and oh he's he's we're looking up at him at this angle. I'm like, yeah, right. I say, and why am I standing and you're sitting right now? Right? <laughs> like, oh, you're trying to look big. Yeah. I'm like, that's right. Yeah. When I look down at you and then I get down in some kid's face, you know, and I say, you better knock it off, you know, because I'm bigger than you. And I, so you're sitting down, I'm standing. But if I want to be nice, I come down to your level and I kneel down next to him and say, hey, really, really good job on that quiz yesterday. You know, and I'll change the level of approach. So that's all techniques we use as teachers, you know. And Lenny knew them too. Riefenstahl. So you the, shouldn't expose all of your secrets. To the students. Yeah. Like, <laughs> really, I'd keep that stuff to myself. All that little psychological control. Yeah, right. Classroom management technique. Yeah. So, yeah, but... The, but that, that is a great way to teach them that because that it's really evident in that film. And it's very... Um, Thought not thought provoking, provocative, the way it's filmed. Um, yes, yeah, yeah. And there's all kinds of bits in there. Yeah, and um, yeah, the director was Fritz Lang, I think. He had fled. The I was wondering if you were thinking of Fritz Lang for America. for M. Yeah, yeah. And that one too, scene where the, the child murderer is standing reflected Peter Laurie in a glass window, and then as this he moved they have a move a little into the shadows the shadow comes across his face you know it gets dark and literally and it's symbolic of the evil presence overtaking him and yeah really well done thing. yeah yes m that's right 1929 a great halloween kind of film but yeah, yeah what a sad topic but i was trying to think i thought there was a fritz lang movie that i watched it was a world war ii movie and looking for it there i'll have to look it up because i can't find it here but anyway here we are and it is this is our halloween show our halloween annual show. halloween show which we've really done a lot of preparation for and if we... i bought four bags of candy <laughs> that's it and i left it all in the car and what will be the real test is if this show actually gets out before halloween it probably will yes we're gonna probably, get... we've been pretty good on our little schedule two a month yeah, actually, it won't get out before Halloween, will it? It will. Because we'll do, we'll do one show in two weeks. That'll be October 30th. We'll cram it out early. Do three this and month? we'll make them. Is it October already? Yeah, it's mid-October. Oh. Yeah. How was your uh, Columbus Day? Did you get all okay, your Columbus Day cards post in the mail? Halloween show. Yeah, probably. Uh, Columbus Day. Yeah. Columbus Day. Yeah. Did you, do you still call it Columbus Day at school? We do. Okay. Because I know uh, people are calling it Discoverer's Day and some other things like that. Yeah. Not, not wanting to uh, deify Columbus, if that, that's not really the right word. But <clears throat> Yeah, that's close. Um, there's Leif Erikson Day, which was like a few days before Columbus Day. Mm. Oh, I didn't know that about that one. Yeah, but, you know, point out to the kids, he's nothing. the world didn't change after Leif Erikson and the Vikings yeah, landed. Right. So you're looking for world change. Yeah. Really? Which would explain part of the difference. Yeah. And hey, a lot of people take advantage of Columbus Day to go to the Open. I mean, the Aslock. To the Aslock, right. There you go. Yeah, we'll have to get a report and see 
how it was. Yeah. Because hey, Rich, guys, Rich went hey, and... call us in. Call in contest for November. Tell us all about it. Tell us what you're thankful for at the S-Lock to tie it in with the next with holiday. Thanksgiving. Which we'll put out the stat show. will be later than Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. So, yep. So, great. Here we go. Here we go. What um, are we going to do? Hey, one thing. Has anyone else listened to uh, This American Life? I'm sure. Do, yeah. I'm sure. First, they listen to the two half squads. <laughs> and then if there's time left in their day... This American Life. Is anyone else getting? I don't listen to it. I, I, you know, I really loved it early on. Yeah, Human Stories really interesting. And then I don't know. It seems like lately, like this last one was an advertisement for another podcast, which was part one of a story. Really, and they have to go to the other podcast to listen to part two and three. And then they're doing a lot of the narration, like this comedy guy talks all the time, and he's Mm -hmm. kind of funny. But when I think This American Life, I think people are. We're interviewing real people and their stories and their yeah, tied human interest type. Act one, mm-hmm. you know. Act one, ass lock. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Act two, <laughs> the ASL open report. Um, but then they're and then they have a lot of guys. They have reading stories, and that's just I'm not. I don't like that. They're so, losing you. Yeah, uh, yeah. The reading the story, it, it's not. It's not like real people talking about this American life. Yeah. It's like a guy who wrote a book about turtles that are uh, symbolic of something else. And hmm. that David Sedaris. I don't know. Maybe I'm. Maybe it's just me. Listeners, feel free to comment too about this American life. Yeah. I don't listen to it. I've tried to listen to it and just couldn't get into it. Tried a couple of times. So, but I don't really have a lot of time. I don't regularly commute. And when I do, I listen to my tech podcasts. And you're not painting houses no. in the summer where no. you can listen for actually six hours straight yeah. of audio. Right. You know, yeah, it'd be perfect you're for that. you're scraping and washing and painting. Yeah. So what's on the schedule tonight, Jeff? Well, we've got all kinds of stuff. And first up is? I think we've got a what's in the box. The box. Box. The box. What's in the box? Oh, what's in the box? How about? What could it be? We're getting right into it. I love that. I love that about you, Dave. This is the new Dave. ASL Manual 98. But now, this is interesting. Where'd you get <laughs> Go this? Go ahead, Jeff. Where'd you get this? You ASL... talk about this first. Yeah. This has a picture of Alfred E. Newman on it. Yeah. And a little squad counter thing, which I thought was brilliant. As a funny. five plus two single man counter. Yeah, five plus two. That's pretty darn funny. Yeah. Jeff's not as enamored not with really... this as I was. Yeah. For obsessed, pathetic losers. And looking at this issue, I paid $25 for this on eBay. Recently? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. On the back, it says. I. That's kind of cute. What? What? Me rally? <laughs> like the what, me worry yeah. of Alfred E. Newman on the back of his broken counter yeah. with an R.I.P. rip tombstone by, by him. So that's pretty clever. Yeah. And you open this little puppy up, and it's it's laid out exactly like the ASL annual annuals, yeah. right? And just some the opening page is Doom Designers, and it does this mimicry of a parody, better word, a parody yeah. of the advertisements you'd see for future games coming up from yeah. Avalon Hill, and it this is for Doom Designers, the the, the game. 
August 3, 1998, as planned, Hasbro's Crack Purchase and Acquisition Corps breaks through the weakened resistance of the dotted line, securing a letter of intent to purchase Avalon Hill Game Company from Monarch Avalon Incorporated. The Blitzkrieg rages for hours as deaths are cleared and armies of designers are taken prisoner before they can phone a lawyer. The outmaneuvered designers attack from all sides at once, barely manage a brief resistance before retreating in disarray, and so on. So that's referring to the collapse of Avalon Hill, mm-hmm. which was before your time. Think. I think it was. And this just chronicles that. Um, contents, three life-size maps. What 12,000 revised rules in one handy page. <laughs> okay, that's that's cute. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Six pages from the original World in Flames rules. Didn't they suck? No, yeah. I didn't know the World in Flames rules, but I guess they sucked. Maybe so. Uh, two sheets of blank loose leaf. Oh, two sheets Which of blank. I would love, but yeah. it says, do your own rules, question mark? Ah. Uh, Good. Time scale. Two years to design, eight years to play test. Because <laughs> remember how slow the production yeah. was. Players, if you had friends, wouldn't you be combing, you wouldn't be combing ads like this for excitement now, would you? <laughs> That's true. Playing time. That's it, folks. So you might want to draw it out and make it last. Again, in those days, they weren't publishing lots of games. We were waiting and waiting. Doom Designers is not a complete game, and I know you'll like yeah. this. Ownership of everything ever published by the Avalon Hill Game <laughs> Company, including outdoor survival and sexual Q&A, is uh, required. All right, that's funny. That's good, isn't that? And over here, they have the um, contents. The What's it called, this thing here, this little column, you know, where they list all the yeah, legal the, stuff? Yeah, who the editors are and... Uh, where it's printed and all that stuff. ASL manuals devoted to satirizing the so-called authoritative material for the squad leader and enhanced squad feeder game systems, which are already so bloated and absurd you, that parody is almost redundant. Clever. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Okay. Such satire, pillory, are not limited to personalities, official rules, articles, scenarios, familiar to readers of the official publications, not to mention variants, ads, and anything else which struck us as funny at the time. At the time. I like that. The SL manuals published by the abdicated despot company, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, and you get uh, down here questions. All questions should be written clearly on a sheet of 8.5 by 11 college-ruled paper, rolled into a cone, and inserted into the orifice of your choice. (laughs) It's got that real mad feel to it. Yeah, it it? does. Scenarios in the the table of contents. I don't know who these people are. Yeah, I like that. I don't know. He looks like somebody. uh, He looks like. um, Dressed up like a dictator? Yeah. Looks like Michael, not Michael Palin, but uh, Terry Jones. Yeah, I wonder if they're from real here. People. But I'm not wearing my glasses. <laughs> Could be anybody. It might look like Shirley Jones. Scenarios titled "Too Many SSRs." Board two again. <laughs> I swear the book says it was just like this. This one's based on a great movie. Three-legged Schnauzer. <laughs> A wounded, drunken canine. Yet another maimed and biased mongrel. You know how they call them dogs? Yeah. Yeah. Put the AT gun in XX8 and you can't lose. Title of that scenario. <laughs> it didn't. Oh, and then there is a scenario. Look, a scenario. Yeah. Look, look at the overlays. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, come on. See? Yeah, I, def- I, I think I gave this to him to look over. I'm not sure how closely he looked, but... I, I looked it over and... Yeah. <laughs> and I like Mad Magazine, but parody 
like this. I don't, it, you but, know, maybe it's because it's my kind of humor that I don't find it funny. <laughs> but you, you know? like that overlay thing. The overlay thing is How cool. How many overlays Because it's like board? two maps and 42 overlays, <laughs> which is kind of neat. Yeah, and this is the the Germans against the Americans, but the Germans looks like Genghis Khan there. Oh, oh, but I'm not wearing my glasses. It might be Shirley Jones. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just going to leave my glasses off. I don't really need them. Yeah, and I think in that one, is that the one where the Americans can't win? or The Germans win if at the end any player, at the end of any player turn, they have a good order MMC in hex 2B5. Well, that's not funny. Oh, I think yeah. The humor is that the balance. Oh, look is, at the Americans. They hit, they never arrive on board. <laughs> oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's it. oh yeah, that's it. So and then of course the letters to the editor. Letters to the editor that looks official. Which I like to read them in the Monty Python kind of voice. You know, remember the Python? They'd have the letters. Dear oh, sirs, yeah. your sir. silly television show. Yes. Sirs, get the hell off my lawn, damn it. I got a 30 aux 6 here, and I can't, ain't afraid to use it. I thought you bastards had died out with... what? With Oh, there's swear words. Oh, we can't say that. <laughs> Sorry, Beep. Sorry oh, listeners. <laughs> you got no respect for history, and even less for privacy. Now get out. Rex Martin. <laughs> he was an early game designer. Oh, was he? So I'm not quite... I, I don't quite get it, but I think it refers to something... Outrageous. I've just, dear sirs, outrageous. I've just learned this periodical has canceled all of its subscriptions without notifying notification of any kind. Highway robbery. I demand a full refund. Do you remember? Signed by Gary Fortenberry. Oh, Do you remember I told him yes. he canceled his magazine yes. and I gave him money. That's okay, Gary. He owes you. I forgive you now, Gary. Yeah. After 16 years, you finally let it go. Rewriting the rules. Oh, this you'll like. Okay, I've just highlighted a few little. Little parts with pencil. Can you read us if you get your glasses? <laughs> yes. Yes, I can. Oh, here's I, some questions probably. for the pop quiz. Ready? Quiz okay. show. What is the long-distance marksmanship record, marksmanship's record for commissars? Answer, three inches. Commissars. Oh, get yes. It? Okay. <laughs> Long distance. They yes. don't. They shoot you in the head. Um, six. Mark Nixon leaves Cleveland for Aslock, 50 miles away, traveling at 30 miles an hour. <laughs> he travels for 60 minutes and stops at Brett Hildebrand's house for half the time he has left until 6 o'clock. He then heads due south, covering twice the distance to Hildebrand's house in half the time. He arrives at 5.30. Where is his Red Barricades map? <laughs> I don't know. Did he forget it one time? It's at home. Um, it's in Stalingrad, of course. Oh, of course. So anyway, questions like that. But here, you'll, you'll really like this. A common complaint from those introduced to ASL rulebook for the first time is that the language is impenetrable, laden and strange with strange acronyms, punctuated with nested parentheses, and generally hard to read, let alone understand. So <laughs> while it's too late to give Don Greenwood a copy of Strunk and White's Elements of Style. Yeah, very familiar. Oh, it's never too late to imagine how it might have turned out in the hands of more gifted literary sensibility. So if you would just look at these little highlights here from various authors... This one here, Karl Marx, and then Sartre. <laughs> Try Karl Marx on the left. <clears throat> if Karl Marx had written A25.23 Human Waves, be of stout heart, my comrades. Maybe I should read it in a Russian accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be of stout heart, my comrades, for the day is coming when the triumph of the worker will be realized. 
a stack upon stack of the proletariat masses forward to overwhelm the capitalist lackeys who would oppose them. And do not be fooled by the requirement that a leader move with them, for it is the will of the worker that carries this leader forward. Should he die in the first impulse, the movement shall continue unabated to its ultimate inevitable conclusion. Is that Russian? Yeah, that's pretty good. Is it Sartre? funny? Is it funny? Yeah, you don't you don't like it? I, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> it's never a good thing when you keep telling somebody. Yeah, you're gonna here. There, you're gonna laugh at this. Yeah, I think the listeners are enjoying it. Go yeah, ahead. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> They're rolling on the floor. Sartre. Okay. If Jean Paul Sartre had written C1 OBA, the thin patina of lies with which man has contoured. <laughs> has contorted what he may call the existential reality of being is utterly stripped away in the moment he attempts to call down off-board artillery. For in doing so he must confront the ineclable, ecludable contingency of life and lay bare the futility, the hopelessness of the illusion of self-determination. <laughs> that is kind of... Come that's on, kind of good. it's hilarious. Yeah. If Krishna... Had written vehicle movement. Oh, good. All is as it must be, and the armor fighting vehicle knows this. It may cease to move, but the karma of the armor fighting vehicle is immutable <laughs> and in no way dependent on the actions of the AFV. And so, when fired upon, the AFV is still seen to be moving, although the enlightened mind, unenlightened mind, will say that it is still. <laughs> Remember the movement rule? Yeah. And so we see that movement and motion are both identical and unrelated. <laughs> Okay, see, so all right, on. that's cute. Samuel Beckett, I didn't highlight that, uh, so on. That I thought was pretty darn clever. Oh, Paul, Paul, though I fire my IFP at a good order target, I have not line of sight, I am unrevealed. And though I am in open ground in line of sight of my enemy and have greater than five dire modifiers for hindrance, I am unrevealed. <laughs> Verse three, and though, you know, and so on. Crossfire championships, they did a nice little uh, mockery of the. A replay. Oh, okay. You know, the mm -hmm. old replays. Yeah. Mouse and Mauser, a sneak preview of the most anticipated ASL module of them all. <sighs> which is, wasn't the mouse like a really giant German tank? And there was only like two ever Yeah, made. I think so. And they were in the factory. And you'll like this one. I didn't highlight anything, but give it a quick look. All right. Uh, this is a scenario, scenario called Unchen Boiteau et Mal Equilibre. Please, no French pronunciations. Uh, oh, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> Victory conditions. Uh, I'll read, I'll, in, in the off chance that these are funny, I'll read this. <laughs> okay. Victory conditions. The Italians win if they meet any one of the following conditions. A, the Italians win immediately upon exiting greater than or equal to 150 victory points off any board edge other than the one they entered from. Prisoners only account for excellent victory points if they are Italian POWs possessed by Italian units. <laughs> B, the Italians win at the end of any player turn in which the French have no good order multi-man counters on the board. Or C, uh, I don't know. Okay. Is this funny, Dave? Well, look, it's got the cow. I, look at the picture. Okay, there's a cow there. Instead. So the frogs it's, set up first. Instead of French, it says frogs. That's, and the itties instead of Italians. It's the Monty Python thing. Okay, and then the, the uh, French order of battle, the uh, units that come in are are elements of the three Frenchmen and a poodle group. <laughs> and the Italians are La Gruppa Gonna Getcha You Bet. 
Okay, that's funny. You can cut out this when I read the victory conditions. Yeah. Cut that part oh, out. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like the Python thing. Okay. They're salty in the castle or yeah. something, and they got the cow. Debunking. Debunking the rules. You know how the debriefing? Oh, instead of debriefing? Yeah, yeah. Rule A2. What do you do if a counter that is not part of either player's starting OB accidentally falls onto the map? <laughs> All right. Answer. If a unit... It is controlled by the player sitting nearest where it landed. If it's an information counter, refer to the forthcoming Chapter A updates for resolution. Rule A4. The SLRB never specifically requires that I move from one hex to an adjacent hex. Is it true that the best players regularly skip over undesirable terrain in this way? (laughs) Teleportation. Rule A4.98. is only possible for the Doctor Who single-man counter found in the Invasion Earth module. And so on. Rule... A11.52, if I capture a Japanese AFV and man it with one of my own armor leaders, does that leader get to then dismount from the Japanese AFV as an infantry leader? If yes, and he's a 992 armor leader, what type of infantry leader would he be? No, jerkhead, he's still not a son of Nippon. How about a question back at you? Why would anyone choose to get into a Japanese tank? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So that was pretty good. Yeah. Um, Can MGs fire at AFVs even though they can't have an effect? Answer. You can fire at anything you want. Go ahead and waste your shots. See if I care. But why stop at this? Why not fire on your own men to speed up the game? Or overrun upper building levels? Why not just drop all your support weapons, voluntarily break everyone around off the map? Did you buy $500 worth of game materials to screw around? Are you going to (laughs) play? Come on. Okay. All right. Devil's Index, you got a little um, rules thing. D-Boot Camp is making fun of the Chapter oh, K. right. Chapter K. Didn't highlight anything in there, but it's, you know, written in that style. Wow, this is a big magazine. <laughs> Are you ready for some AS? We're almost done. I know this is killing you. No, no, it's... I'm it on the edge moments. of my seat. Uh, sportsmanship. Special rules about... New addition to the rules about whining. About what? Taunting. Oh. And whining. And whining. Taunting is primarily undertaken during the rally phase, <laughs> but it's not restricted to the rally phase. Any direct fire attack requiring a less than equal to two to hit to have an effect on the IFT is subject to taunting, <laughs> as are any moves of greater than one hex through open ground by stacks of infantry. So these are the conditions in which you can taunt your opponent or whine. Whining is restricted to any and all actions that require a die roll. When the result of the die roll is termed, uh, when when as a result of the die roll, it is termed whining. Whining can only occur when an opponent rolls a one or two on their sand die roll, and so on. Tank talk here, and of course the last scenario of the whole. Oh, here's a little section on Aesop's fable, fables made into ASL. There were three pigs. One lived in a hut. One lived in a wooden building. One lived in the stone building. The big bad wolf came along with a flamethrower and so on. Oh, that's cute. And then this last scenario. I know you love the scenarios. Yeah, ASL scenario 1954, 1954. Gojira. Ah, Gojira. Japanese against Gorgor. And Gorgor moves first. (laughs) This takes place uh, outside of Tokyo. So here's the uh, scenario background. Steve Martin, a correspondent for the United World News, was headed for an assignment in Cairo when he stopped off in Tokyo for a social call. But it turned out to be a visit to a living hell from another world. Soon Steve was involved in a mystery of missing ships, short-lived survivors, and superstitious natives. Traveling 
to a remote island near the shipping near the shipping disasters with the eminent scientist Dr. Yamane, they discovered Gojira, king of the monsters. So this uh this is wow, it's quite a few Japanese counters. This actually looks like this would be fun. It's three ma- three maps. There's about uh, 20 Japanese units, uh, squads, and uh, four or five leaders and a couple of AFVs against uh, Gojira, King of the Monsters, who sets up on any whole hexes of board 33. Yeah. He doesn't, have a sand, he doesn't have a sand number. It's zero. <laughs> he doesn't need a sand number. Gorgor is not represented by a counter. You must use the genuine Gorgor. Gorgor is treated as a multi-hex armored vehicle. With a limited traverse turret, which is his head, which can swerve one hex spine in either direction. He is an egg four to hit super large target, but is treated as having an armor factor of 18 on all target facings. Yeah, we'll play that one, baby. All right. All right. That ends it for what's in the box. Wow, that's clever. You know, it's clever. I will give them that. It's clever. It's I mean, very it's clever. clever. I don't, you know, I don't laugh out loud, but it is, uh, it's fun to read. It is fun to read. Well, what's next, Dave? Well, next is what's what's in in the box. The box. And what's in the box, Jeff? Well, I don't know. Well, let's see. Oh. It's Special Ops, the Wargaming Journal. Oh, can't beat that with a stick. Summer of 2014, issue number 5. With a nice Painting on the front of the Battle of Bushy Run. Bushy Run. I've never heard of Bushy Run. I'm, I haven't I'm, either. I'm not a French and Indian war kind I was of guy. just going to say, French yeah. and Indian war maybe? And that's what it looks like. I, I see some Frenchmen and some Indians. Well, this is a show dedicated 100% to advanced squad leaders, yeah. so there must be something for us. Well, it says, now, th- this would sell the magazine to me, because it says right here on the front, includes the complete game, the Battle of Bushy Run. Okay, I'd skip yeah, that. Yeah. Also includes <laughs> one ASL map. Whoa. Two ASL scenarios <laughs> and two ASL SK scenarios. <laughs> that's why you bought this. Yeah, that's that why right? I bought it. <laughs> they got me. You they didn't want the again. bushy run. And the thing is, they made that board available without having to buy that magazine, which I thought was downright honorable of MMP. They did. What do you they mean? They did. Yeah. Later on, they said this board's available individually. You don't have to buy the whole game. Is it free? Magazine. No. You have to buy the board. Yeah, oh. separately. But, you know, otherwise you have to buy the whole magazine just to get the board. Oh, I see. Okay. And how much was this? I do not remember. Okay. You bought it from? Alex Key. Our wonderful Alex Key. Okay. And what's in here, Dave? Well, you'll have to flip through and tell me, but I do see a board. All right. Well, uh, there's some articles in here. Any on ASL? About uh, Lincoln's War, an introduction to Lincoln's War. All right. And then there are... Yeah, and then a lot of ASL stuff. ASL, Nippon Panzerfaust, a guide to using a tank hunter and DC heroes effectively. Oh. Article on tank hunters I'd and like to read DCs? That. Yes. Okay. And DC heroes effectively. I might. I didn't read this read to be that. able to give you the highlights, what's good about it, but. Then uh, ASL scenario 09 and 010. That's. And then the two starter kit scenarios. I see. Okay. And, okay. Then, and then a nice uh, in brief from Bruce Monin. I don't know, Bruce, but he writes in here, uh, the opening article. And then there's an article, uh, MMP, an Angola strategy guide. Yeah, I don't want that. Probably not going to need that. 
So one article on what that is. They and is not really, huh? Lincoln's War, Whistling yeah. Dixie. Yeah, I don't really care about that. I respect people that do. There's the counter little counter sheet for the game that oh, comes with the Bushy Run, Bushy Run, which is an interesting map of odd shaped hexes. But... Yeah, yeah, it's kind of cool. Well, they're so odd they're not hexes. And then, oh, here's the actual scenario All behind right. the court. This is the first scenario using board sixty eight. Is that what you've got? There, is that the S K or is that the O? This is the O. Okay, that's for the advanced squad leader players. Yeah. Full ASL, we call it. And this yeah. is 68 here. Oh, that's tons a nice Tons and tons board. of buildings wow. on this board. Lots of wooden buildings. Lots of wooden, lots of concrete. A yeah. uh, little valley on the one end and a little hill at the other with a graveyard. Don't see tennis courts or a girls' school, so no, it's a little disappointing darn. in that regard. Nice artwork, detailing. Uh, look at I see tiles on the... Like actual shingles on the roofs of the wood. Oh, nice. This time. What a yeah, step up. Up upped the resolution. And that's awfully um, building-ish. That's the most buildings I think I've seen on it. Yeah, board, really. That's board, very board dense. Movie. For not a city. Yeah, like that's uh, a lot of buildings. Yeah. And this is a nice short scenario. This is just five turns. Yeah, what you got there? And Germans against <laughs> Americans. There's only, it's three German, no, seven German squads. And a couple of AFVs. Oh, and then on turn three, uh, two more squads come on against nine American squads and with three AFVs. And it looks like the Germans, and they set up first, and they have to hold buildings in F3, I5, and M3. So if the Americans take those over, the game ends. All right. Now on this board, I do notice this. Look at this interesting little tree surrounded by orchard with hedges. Oh, yeah. Making a... Weird little floral kind of pattern that's unique. So in this scenario, you do some die rolling at the beginning to see if there is some burning wrecks and, and rubble and things like that, hexes. And there's two for full ASL in there? Yeah. And then the next one is City on the Edge. takes place in Alsdorf, Germany. This is with board 68 and board 63. Americans against the Germans again. Uh, another short one, six turns, you know, like half a dozen squads, not very big, you know, half a do- it, it's a nice variety though. Cause it's like half a dozen squads on each side and, and three or four AFVs. And in this one, victory conditions provided they have greater than equal to one mobile non-recalled AFV with a functioning MA still in play. The Germans win at game end if there are no unbroken American multi-man counters within three hexes of 68 V5. Got it? All right. Do it. And then the starter kit scenarios, there's S-56 in Pursuit of the French, Paris, France, 1940, near Paris, France. Sorry. And again, similarly. Um, Which boards does that use? Z and R mm-hmm. into the starter kit. You got a few little vehicles, uh, early war course, uh, four per side and infantry. So... Starter kit players can work into their armor that way. Mm-hmm. And then uh, S-57, Haas uh, to hold on in Russia, 1942. Yeah, again, tournament-sized game, board B, and AA guns. You can play this if you have guns, right? Starter kit infantry. Oh, right, yes. So you'd need at least starter kit two, probably. One gun, yeah, starter kit two. And it's got a... little something for everybody. little something for everybody. And then article on uh, the Viet- um, Vietnam War game, Storm Over Dinh Binh Phu. Is that a 
card game? I don't know. Showing cards with oh, it yeah. and a board and something for It Never Snows. And that ends the magazine. So one article for ASL we said? Yes. One board, 68. Right. And some scenarios. Four scenarios. Two for each. Nice. Starter kit. Good enough. Yeah. Order it, everybody. Order it until they are out of them. And then they'll sell for more money on eBay. Yeah, they probably will. Well, what's next, Jeffrey? Okay, that was great. Um, Maybe we should do something like... What's... What's... In... In... The... The box. You're getting ahead of me, Dave. (laughs) What's in the box? What's in the box? What is this? It's Out of the Attic 2. Do you have this one? Out of the box and out of the attic. I had to out pay of the a attic lot too. Yes, this. this you got to pay a lot for. Out of print, you can get out of the attic. I'm sorry, this is one. One. Oh, one attic. is one. expensive. Yes. Two, you can get still. I think. Yeah, I think so. Pretty cheap. So I have not um, read the articles in here. Uh, you can read off what's in here, but these are reprints. So we're not going to actually have highlighted these and. You know, like we are doing with the journals and the annuals. Yeah. So all these articles come from journals and annuals, so we won't be doing any um, highlighting like best tactical tips from this. But what is the list that's included in Out of the Attic 1? goes, I think I paid 25 30 Oh, okay. No, maybe I didn't know this was bucks. even, this looks brand new. Uh, it's from Alex. He just had it in his stash. Oh, he did. Oh. Nice. I wanted the scenarios. Yeah. When it originally came out, I didn't know it had new scenarios in it. Ah. So I was like, ah, I have all these articles in the old magazines. Yeah, okay. Well, there's Bring on the Night, which is learning night rules, mm-hmm. phase by phase. A series replay of Sicilian Midnight. Who Rules the Night? A uh, Nighttime Tactics. That's by Chuck Getz. Mm. That'd be a good one. We may have gone over that, actually. I, maybe. I think we did. That's, that's sounding familiar. Wet Behind the Ears, A Beginner's Guide to Infantry tactic, Tactics. I'll take it. Uh, The Art of Stealth, How to Stay Concealed When All Are Gunning for You by Gary Fortenberry. Oh. And then there's an ASL quiz, Testing Your Knowledge. And the 12-point facing system, the fabled 12-point CA. I don't even know what that is. Covered arc? I don't remember that one. I'll take a look at that. But let's, let's look right ahead here to the quiz, Testing Your ASL Knowledge. Shall I quiz you? Um, yes, we have a little time. Okay. A German 8O is stacked with a 467, which possesses a German HMG. There's an unconcealed Russian 447 in an open ground hex, 17 hexes away. What IFT column will the German attack be on? Dave? I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> so he's got a medium? Yeah. German? Uh, no, he's got a heavy. He's got a four six seven with a heavy machine gun. Oh, so this is like testing your knowledge of the counter information and everything too. Yeah, I guess so. A, I'm sorry. So it's a German. It's a German heavy with a four six seven squad. That's a seven sixteen firepower and range gun. I'm thinking with a leader. Yeah, with a leader. It's an eight neg zero. Okay, it's just an eight zero leader. And what was the squad? With an it? open ground Russian unit. How many hexes away? 17. And they're asking what the firepower is? Yeah. Um, half, I'm going to guess half of the machine gun, because it's beyond its normal range, and it can see that far because it's got the leader with it. Yeah. What's the answer? 
It doesn't tell us the answer. What? No. Oh, I can give you the, the... Is it A, six firepower, B, one firepower, C, two firepower, or D, four firepower? Two. I'm going to say that's right. <laughs> that's easy. It's no, easy that, to say that, that it's right. Yeah, yeah. it's hard to think through. Well, let's see. Hey, I wait, wonder, there's the answers uh, over there. To the oh, yes. B. One. One? One. Why is it one? Why is it one? It's a machine gun? Yeah. Half? It's a heavy machine gun. Halved. 17 hexes. So, yeah, the squad can't hit it at all. Right. The machine gun's a seven. Unless the machine gun's a five. Was it a medium or heavy? It's a heavy. Yeah, it's a seven firepower. Half a seven, three. I would say two. Uh, maybe it's halved again because it's out of... Um, I don't know. I don't know my rules. What's the next question? <laughs> Let's see how dumb I really am. Okay. Yeah, that's a good question. Okay, here we go. A German 467 fires a Panzerfaust at three unconcealed American 666 squads and a 7-0 leader in a building. Okay. One squad possesses an American machine gun, a medium. If the Panzerfaust hits, who will it hit? The American player? Uh, yeah, one of the American. Um, the American only... player must immediately roll random selection. Yes. The German going... player may pick. No. The German player may declare the 666 possessing the machine gun as the target. Oh, no. All of the units in the location are hit and are affected. No. Am I right? I'm saying A. It's C. What? The German player may declare the 666 possessing the machine gun as the target. He can pick from the random select. Yeah. It's not just that's from select. rule C thirteen point thirty one. I think there is something like that. Wow, crazy! I am stunned. You look stunned. I am stunned. I'm going to look up C thirteen point thirty one because this is live radio, and this is what we do. <laughs> we should be playing a commercial during. Well, this. while you're doing that, there's a whole bunch of um, scenarios in here. OA-1, Road to saint Lo by Rick Troja. Uh, OA-2, Skirmish in the Snow, David Roth. OA-3, Waiting for Frindall. You know what? But these were all the original ones in the old um, um, newsletter put out by the original Asslock guys. Fish. Remember oh, that? Really? We talked yeah. to Fish and Daryl. Yeah. Yeah. Hell on Wheels, Rear Air Defenders. These are now official mounted extractions. Silly as melee. I have these. Parting below, I don't remember if that was one of those. Tyranny's End. And then, for sure, OA-10 gets into Monty's Mess. That was not, I don't think, one of theirs. Crocodile Rock, I don't think so, by Tom Levon. Sicilian Midnight, that was a deluxe one. Yeah, it says so right here. OA-13, Brief Breakfast. That seems like it might be a new one. Yeah, here we go. 13.31. Yep. It's quite a large paragraph, but the pertinent part says, once a hit is gained versus a multi-target location, and prior to any random selection, the firer can select the unit to be affected, provided that unit is known and manning a gun slash support weapon. Yeah, he can single that out. Yeah. That's just vaguely familiar. Yeah. That's not how I play it, though, obviously. I play it with just more than a random selection. Yeah. Wow. 
question 2A, if the answer, Jeff, to 2 was A, which I thought it was, he immediately rolls ram selection, how many dice are rolled for ram selection? Four, one for each infantry unit. Two, one for each type of infantry unit. Five, one for each counter in the stack. Or none. All are affected by the Panzerfaustschatten question. Well, that wasn't the answer. Right, but it says if it was. So if you're but if it was. Ram, oh, if okay. you're doing a random selection roll. Four. I'm thinking four. I'm thinking four. A, here we go. Two A. A, yes, four. Okay. Okay. <sighs> Well, you're much smarter than I was I. just thinking, if we get this wrong, we're, we should just stop just playing this game. <laughs> just forget it. Yeah, it is four. Um, wow, a, a, a Panzer Kampfwagen 4H of the SS Toten cop fires an APCR, depletion number on the back of the counter is four, and rolls a four. Assuming, after all modifiers, that a four would hit, did it hit the target? Uh, APCR, depletion yeah. of four, and it rolls a four. Assuming a four would hit, did it hit? Well, I'm saying uh, yes. What do you, you have the ammo on a four? You have it, and then it runs right. out after that. Yeah. So I'm saying it's a hit. It's okay. a hit. I think it's a hit. The answer is yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> and then That's can it like fire it. APCR again? Well, I just answered that. No, because no. it's out. No. Although this says yes. Oh, it can't. I am wrong again. What? It says yes. CC 8.2. You want to grab that one? I may as well. C8.2. We're learning so much tonight. Oh, my goodness. I didn't expect this. <laughs> C8.2. Give it to me one more time. Oh, yeah. C8.2. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. I'm sorry. Back to the scenario list. You got shattering the line across the Ain. Uh, uh, oh, I don't know. It's French. Into the Frene. That seems new to me. And surrender or die. A O A sixteen. Just some little Americans with some bases stopping a German force. That setup seems familiar to me. That's by Evan Sherry. Maybe that came from one of his productions. What kind of what kind of German vehicle was that? That was the Panzerkampfwagen. I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it. Here it is. Um, Panzerkampfwagen 4H of the SS Totenkopf. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, oh, yes. I know why. I know yeah. why. Don't tell me. Because it's an SS vehicle, all yeah. its depletion numbers are raised by one. That's right. Woo! Okay. Yep. Bang. Elite units increase their depletion number, and that so that is... Uh, yep, it's elite. Yep. That's why it said SS Totenkopf. If specified by the SSR or if historical formation to which it belongs is either SS or Russian guards. All right, let's do f- five. We'll skip okay. four. It's berserkness. Five. During the rally phase, a leader attempts to, of its player turn. A leader attempts to rally a broken 247, possessing a German light machine gun, and fails. Now he wishes he had tried to take the LMG instead. How soon can the leader take possession of the LMG if all die roll are in favor of the leader? I don't get the How favor of the leader. Soon. So you try to rally him in its player turn. 
Well, I think. And you want to take the weapon. When can you take it next? The prep next fire. The next rally phase, the next advance phase, movement nope. phase, route phase, or the next route phase, or this route phase, or this this rally phase. Oh, the next rally phase or this rally phase. Oh. Or advance <clears throat> movement or route. Can you try two actions the in the same rally, rally phase? phase? No, I don't think I so. I don't think so. The next so rally the, phase, this rally phase. Next, so the next rally phase, maybe. The next advance phase, it's a broken unit. I think in the advance phase, the broken guy could leave it. Well, no. Wait a minute. He can't advance. But I know when you advance, you can leave a weapon behind. Right. And I don't know if he can, he can immediately pick it up when a guy is killed. K.I.A. I learned that from Rich recently. I don't know. Should we go to the answer or do you want to? I'm guessing the next rally phase. All right. It says C. The next movement, oh, movement phase. So the leader can try and take the weapon in the movement phase? I know they can pick one up in the movement phase, but I didn't know they could try and take it. It says the next movement phase. Hmm. Okay. And rule six, a Russian has three 82-millimeter mortars, smoke of eight, and a rate of fire of three on the board, and it's the beginning of the prep phase. How many smoke counters can the Russian place, assuming no breakdowns or depletion die rolls, and he's always successful rolling into hits? What are the choices? Oh, yes. this is multiple choice. He has three eighty-two right. millimeter mortars. Right. Okay. Answer: three smoke counters, one per mortar, since they're Russian. Nine smoke counters, since the rate of fire of the mortar is three, and they can place at most three smoke per prep or unlimited as long as the mortar retains rate of fire. I'm going to say number one. I'm going to say three. C, unlimited. All right, here we go. The answer to six is C, unlimited. Okay. Yeah, because I kind of hate that about smoke being placed by mortars. It just is unlimited. Yeah. It's like crazy. You could smoke out a heck of a lot of stuff. I thought because they were Russians, and maybe I, they couldn't. And I was thinking Russians don't have a lot of smoke, too. Yeah. But All right, let's go to eight. We'll skip seven. It's a Sudokafez shock turret thing. Crazy. I'm not going to say A 467 is using road movement along a road. A Russian 447 <laughs> cannot get line of sight uh, to any center dot of any road hexes being traversed but can get a line of sight to a hex side being crossed. Assuming normal range and no hindrances, what kind of attack can the Russian fire the German? So it's a Russian 447 firing, and he can't get a line of sight to the hex center dot, but he can see the road hex sides, right? That's the guy who runs down the road. Two firepower with zero dire modifier, or a four firepower with a neg two, or a two firepower with a neg two. Probably a snapshot, right? You know, I understood. I understood every single word you said, <laughs> but, but put them together into sentences, and I just couldn't. Yeah, visualizing it. Visualizing it's a snapshot. Out. I think it's saying if you take a snapshot with a four firepower dude. Okay. What is your firepower? Two. Oh, I think a snapshot is full with, I don't know if you get the negs or not. Well, go into the answer. B. It's halved with no negs. It's four with a neg, too. Well, I don't know anything. Go to rule A, 4.132. 
and then we'll stop recording for tonight and continue this show later unless we're at an hour and a half. A4.132, A4.3.412. A, 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 yeah, leave that a open. A4. Okay. Point three, one two. Point one three two. Of course. Four point one three two. That's road. Okay. Oh, road. Okay. Shooting on a road. Infantry and can't see the center hex. Can't see the center hex. Okay. Oh, I guess he's not going. So it's really not. I, I misled us by saying snapshot. Maybe. Yeah. It's not a snapshot. It's not a snapshot. He's just shooting at a guy on a road. Yeah. So that's the four That's it. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. I'll take the blame for that one. Oh, goody. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, now that I bought this, I'm a little disappointed. Well, you know what? I always wanted to see these old amateur scenarios made into official ones. Yeah. But by now, I really don't care anymore. Yeah. Um. So like half of these scenarios I already had. I thought I was getting yeah. all new ones in this pack. So that's my take on it, but great articles in here. Always, I always am a big fan of the articles. Yep. The the uh, strategy and tactics articles. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. How's that for a transition? Did you put your kilt on for that? It was short. But you still had time to put a kilt on. It's it's you know that's the beauty of the kilt is you can get it on quickly. so quickly. Yeah, and off again quickly. Yes, <laughs> I don't I don't want to know about that. But <laughs> we should get kilts, don't you think? We, we should I have don't... like two half squad kilts for ourselves. Yeah, don't you think? Perhaps maybe next time instead of t-shirts, we'll do kilts. Yeah, yeah. Find out the desire for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, if we sound chippier, we're Chipperier. Chipperier. It's because we are now the next day. It's not the same day as when we recorded that. We said we would knock off and we put in a little Scottish song as a little segue. Yes. It's still not quite the right word, is it? But, no. but we are chipperier. And we are now finishing this episode. Yes. Refreshed and ready to go. Totally different night. And what was amusing was we listened to the end of that to figure out what the heck we were talking about on the last episode yeah. we recorded and didn't finish. I, don't know. I felt like I was a zombie. <laughs> and I don't even think we should publish that. When I said, oh, yes, of course. That's of never course stopped, we will. Yes. stopped us before. No, every bit. Not a word to be edited out. So when I said on there about the getting the old scenarios redone from In Contact magazine from the early, early days, that was the fish and... Uh, publication. Yeah. Remember way back? I mean, it was before your time, Jeff, but... Yes, so I don't remember that. And Even always, if it was during my time, I wouldn't remember it, but... <laughs> my thought was always, you know, let's just make all these third-party scenarios official. Yeah. And then everything's like in one place. Right. And then they did it, and, then, and we Jeff and I just listened, and what I said, uh, like, I didn't care anymore, you know? Yeah, you said I'm, back there you didn't care anymore. And then I just told Jeff, <laughs> I went home, <laughs> and I... And I got copies of all the scenarios from the magazine and then took the time to look up all my old games I played and transfer my game record from the old cards to the new cards and then filed them all in for not caring too much. Wow. I just couldn't break and with. You, you are organized, it man. To, it has to be put in the plastic. Done and done. Put them in the file. They're all numbered in order. I can, I can just see you going to bed and... Laura, the middle of the night, Laura probably looks over and she says, well, why are you laying there with a smile on your face, Dave? <laughs> well, I got those scenarios transferred over and darn, I feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I think my original goal was, well, then I could throw out the original yeah. ones from the third party. But, of course, can I do that? Jeff? No, you can't do that. No, you, I can't you're, do you that. might need those. It's, it's, it's history. Yeah. And I might need it Yeah, in case I lose the new ones or forget which originally the scenario was <laughs> originally. It's amazing how much time can oh. be taken. I think we probably everybody listening can relate to that time that we take organizing and reorganizing. Get everything just right. Yes. Just so you're ready. So. So finish this episode off with a book review. Yeah. A short one. Yeah. Not a short book, but a short review. Well, I had been given this book from a guy at school. And teaching social studies often, people want to share things with you. I don't know if math teachers get this. You know. Yeah, I wouldn't think like, so. Oh, I found this great trig book. Yeah. <laughs> Or, yeah. You know, Here's an equation you should look at. Yeah, look at this. You know, but yeah. often they're like, "Oh, I saw this special," or "Oh, my son was watching this," or "Did you ever read this?" And yeah. You might like this, and it's nice. It's like our listeners; they they send us great stuff. And yeah. This was a substitute teacher, and he's also in history. And he he said, Here, "Look at Weimar Germany: Promise and Tragedy." Would you like to read that? And I often say yes because I'm being polite. Um. And keep it for a while, and then I kind of, well, I didn't have time to get to this, and I give it back to him because I don't want to hold someone's stuff for too long. But yeah. this one, I'm like, you know what? Is it Weimar or is it Weimar, Germany? Is that the thought, the thought that was going through your head when he gave it to no. you? <laughs> no. Here, I think I'm going to give you some echo. I call and it. And that'll be like the thought going through your head. Oh. I'll be the guy giving it to you. Here. Okay. Yeah, here. here. Okay. <clears throat> Hey, Dave, uh, here's a book that I read and I think you might enjoy. It's called Weimar, Germany, Promise and Tragedy. Oh, cool. He said Weimar. Do I pronounce it Weimar or Weimar? I wonder. Yeah, it's a really great book. And I think uh, I, it took me about a week to read. And it's a very interesting. Wow. I hope it doesn't take yeah, me a week not, to read you know, it. Yeah, you're really going to enjoy because that because one of week. the most interesting well, things about it is that... I do uh, like Weimar there, Germany. There, there, do you say Germans Weimar? They were marching. I wonder. And it's, it's something that everybody should know about. What did go wrong in Germany that allowed the Nazis to come to power? Yeah, so that's what, that's what goes on there. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah, hey, in between, what, so you this said is yes. the best thing. Absolutely. Yeah. This is between World War One and World War Two, and this is about all the stuff. And what's interesting is, you know, overall, I like this. Now, if you're not – and here's why it worked for me particularly. The because chapters, you didn't have to give – he didn't say you have to give this back when you're done. Well, it came down to like – it was months and months later I oh. hadn't got to it. Yeah. And I, told, I did tell him, you know what? I may not get to this. I'm going to go buy it though. Because I like the topic. Oh, okay. And he said, "No, just keep it." Yeah. Oh. Okay. And I said, "No, no. Here, Sweet. here take ten bucks. I, I, you have to take something." Wow. So I gave him ten bucks, which was good because this is where it fell. This is where I ran over my book bag in the summer, Jeff. Do oh yeah, I, I see that. You? Yeah, it's. I, I drove over my book bag and dragged it. Slight along. blemishes on the cover. Yeah, just grind down part of the book. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, the chapters. Walking the city, a troubled beginning. I forget what that was about. Probably like the end of World War One. Soldiers coming back, probably feeling dejected, feeling they could have won. That Germany never quite gave up that concept. A lot of them that we could have won this. Yes, so, but you know, a lot like knew it was. This is World War One is totally over. Yeah, they had a lot of starvation. I mean, it's worse than people know. I think. Yeah, I actually don't know much about that at all. End of World War One. Yeah, yeah, 
just starvation, food. I mean, it was it was bad. Yeah. And then chapter two, walking the city. And so then the author kind of takes you through. Here's some stuff what the city may have been like then in this time, and then political worlds. Now that chapter is all about your various, and I can't keep them straight. All the political parties and stuff vying for power. And yeah, do you know which ones were in there? I mean, you can't guess too far off the mark. Uh, the Nazis. They, yeah, they were called later, that. The, yep. the nationalists, social Her nationalists. Precursors. And, and they had like two or three other groups, of course, yeah. that Hitler had to solidify or right. bring together or eliminate. And, yeah. And then the communists were doing a huge push. Mm. Huge push. Socialists, dem- democracy yeah. movements, everything going on. All kinds of, of, of political pushing and pressure and... I wish I took some more notes because I'm forgetting. But it was turmoil. It was was hard to settle in any one thing. A turbulent economy and an anxious society. So, of course, you know what hit the Great Depression. Right. Uh, Building a new Germany is the architecture. So then a whole chapter on architecture. So I'm reading that, and I went to art. Remember, I was an art major. Of course, so I'm I like, remember. Oh yeah, the Bauhaus school, and, uh, you know, of architecture, and oh yeah, and so this is all familiar. I'm like, I love this because it's mixing my war interest with my, with your art. Yeah, and the next one, culture. Oh, sound and image, music, uh, and movies. films, films, yeah. both. I said both. movies. I meant films. Fil- oh yeah, sorry. Spank oh, me. Oh please, please. Yeah, it's film, film, film Jeffrey. But it, the great directors there, you had um, Fritz Lang. Thank you. <laughs> I wasn't going to come up with it. Felix the Cat. Lee no. Finchstall, um And others. Others, yeah. Nosferatu. A right. silent film era, how it went into this sound film era. And just amazing. Ernest Lubitsch. Remember uh, him? He probably was in yep. here, but he was one I was not familiar with off the cuff. Getting into photography. Culture and mass society, media, use of media, propaganda in that period. And chapter 8, can I say it on the air? I th- yes. Bodies and sex. Oh, wait a minute. Chapter 8, bodies and sex. Okay. And that was really an exciting chapter. <laughs> <laughs> really? Well, okay, here's my background on that. What was that about? So I'm into musicals. I believe you are too, sir. I think I am. And I we would... could do a podcast about classic mu- musicals. musicals and all other kinds of classical things. We could. Think about it. Yeah. I would listen to So that. what musical am I thinking of in Weimar, Germany? Springtime for Hitler? No. Um Welcome in na 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 welcome The Lady in the Tramp Cabaret Le Cabaret Le Cabaret Le Cabaret Well I think you may remember that I'm not a big Bob Fosse fan. Oh that is correct. Yeah. The jazz hands frighten me. But Jeffrey here everyone is beautiful. The girls are beautiful. Even the orchestra is beautiful. <laughs> it's kind of this jazzy music going on, too, yeah. right? Hitler hated it. Welcome and bienvenue. Welcome. Fremde, étranger, 
Right. This melding of the modern and the, and the German sense of modernity. And um, yeah, and the thing about the bodies, well, it leads into the Hitler concept, right? This perfect body and this. Yes. You know, everyone's exercising. And you can see all that going into there. There was a liberal, liberal movement towards sex. And there's these doctors with all these articles about it and how we're repressive. We need to be modern. And of course, then, sadly, what's. Um, Chapter 9, Revolution and Counter-Revolution from the Right. So, because what's the end result of all this art, modern, jazz? Yeah. Um, and it's all... Getting squished. Crushed in the yeah. end, right? Yeah. It's all crushed and evil. And they have all these great pictures and posters, propaganda. Propaganda type, yeah. Scenes from the films. Yep. So anyway, I liked it. As I'm reading it and thinking about reviewing it, I'm not sure if you're, you know, just the World War II guy, if you're going to get into this that much. But if you're really wider boundaried and and I was always fascinated, again, Cabaret was in, instrumental in me going, what was going on in Germany? How could this stuff be going on? Yeah. When it was this Nazi repressor, repressive regime. regime. So Actually, this it does look very good, and it sounds interesting. And it's only three hundred sixty-three pages long. It's actually, you know, like some of some of these history books. I shy away from the ones that get to be five hundred pages and more. Yeah, very big pages. Yes, and this has uh, three hundred sixty-five pages or something with fairly large the, margins. And the, and, it's, and the it's, prints it's not read, really you could teeny. get through this. Yeah, and lots of pictures. I could get through that in two sittings. So anyway, recommended for a certain. Audience group yeah. from our listenership. Nice. I would, and I hope you like it. If you do, grab it. But yeah, thank you for that. All right. What else we got here? We got some goodies. Well, we got a somebody, box. Somebody we, sent us some goodies and some gifts. Yeah, yes, which is goodie gifts, which is wonderful. We we always like getting stuff. Like and first this. off, I had a, a listener send a little something back. Yeah, nice. With Rich Spilky, because I couldn't get to the open, and it's a. Beautiful black T-shirt with a Sergeant Kleinschmidt counter on it in white ink, a nine neg two, and I'm caressing it right now. It's really yes, that's a little disturbing. It's just like I caressed the pictures in that yeah. book I reviewed on that one chapter. Yeah, and <laughs> I want to thank yeah, Derek for this wonderful present. Thank that's you really so nice. much, Derek. That's a nice shirt, this and is that's a nice... such a great gift idea. You don't have to buy one of those 2XL T-shirts that we were telling everyone. Everyone had to buy them. Yeah. So you're released of that duty because of this wonderful gift. Yeah, very nice. I'll get a picture of you in that oh, if I could. Oh, yeah. We have to yeah. post the pictures of the counters. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'll put those on. You <laughs> keep saying that. Yeah. <laughs> Three episodes in a row. Sure, I'll keep saying it. <laughs> what the heck? And then we got a box... We got a box, and we're we're sure this is from Matt Morocco, right? We have our suspicions. We're sure. We can't. We're pretty sure we we took it out of the box and disposed of the box, and that was a month ago. And now yeah, we can't. Did I ever tell a, you? I have a short-term memory problem. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm beginning to see it in action. Speaking of seeing it in action, I loved this part of the gift. So there were a variety of things in there. One of which was seven issues of seven comic books. Different. Want titles, right? Yeah. G.I. Combat. Everyone remembers that one. Yeah, G.I. Combat. There's a couple of issues here. For, these are from the 80s, I think. There's two G.I. Combats. There's one Men of War. These are from D.C. 
One called The Losers. Oh, that's good for us to have. Yeah, maybe it's a, he sent us that for a reason. <laughs> and then there's a Sergeant Rock annual, <laughs> which was very good. And then the first of six in a short series of Sergeant Rock, The Lost Battalion. And that looks more modern. This that one is copy. a little more modern. This one is from uh, 2009. Modern. That's a lot more modern. Yes. And this actually takes place in the Battle of Ardennes. And that's just where it starts there with the Lost Battalion. And you're playing a game about the... Uh, aren't you about the Ardennes and Bastogne? Or? Yeah, and Bastogne, yes. I am. And, you know, I read several of these, and these are really good entertainment. <laughs> I really enjoyed these. That, right. that one in particular, that Sergeant Rock annual. I'll borrow was, them next. Was really good. And, I mean, I hate to say this, but I learned a few things. <laughs> I, You know, as I was going through this, I thought, you know, I think these are historically accurate to a point. Uh, you know, they do, they do a pretty darn good job with weapons. There were some Panzer Shreks or Panzer Faust. I can't remember which one now that, that I saw in here. Uh, you know, the guns look pretty authentic. Uh, obviously, the stories are a little fantastical but you expect that from a comic book uh, but some of the actions that they saw uh, are actual actions that occurred there are also sprinkled throughout little stories of interest you know how in a comic book sometimes they'll have a full page of just text where they've written something they'll write some interesting little trivia about something that happened during world war ii on the back of couple of these there are uh, little stories about tanks there was one in here about the flying tanks not the flying tanks but oh. <laughs> the lightweight tanks that they tried dropping into battle yeah uh, out of gliders <clears throat> oh here it is the airborne tanks the the tetrak and the locust that's the british and the american version a little bit about them yeah. how, how they looked how they dropped them in how much they weighed some of the specs I learned. Cool. I learned. I read comic books and I learned. Believe it and or not, enjoyed these very much. So, and this I, one's from the Sergeant Rock annual. Is body has a bodybuilding course <laughs> added in it too? Just and this is 1984. Uh, yeah, I thought they gave that up by then. But what's odd too is there's this ad. I'm kind of looking more at the ads right now. <laughs> yeah, I always like the ads. The oh. X-ray specs, uh, the pepper bubble gum, <laughs> and this guy. This this series of toys, Enter the Lost World of the Warlord with Remco Toys, and they have Hercules, Demos, Mikola, and Machisti. I mean, I don't know what these really are. What's the connection here? They're not all demigods, are they? Don't know. Epic fantasy heroes come alive with these action figures. Eric, Eric, and this Machisti my nephew had, my brother's son. Really? Yes. They lived with us for a while, and that I swear, that toy was in the house. It's probably worth big money, Dave. It Go get be, it. It would be today. I don't know. Probably threw it out. But, yeah. Well, if you like ads, here's one for the Columbia Record and Tape Club. Oh, yeah. Any 15 <laughs> 8-tracks for $1.97. 8-tracks. Probably they're not going to honor that anymore. No. But. And show you how times have changed. The one from 2009... Has an ad for a T-shirt for it says "Banking Shakespeare" Spanking on it. Now, Shakespeare. <laughs> I don't no. think you'd get away with saying that in the nineteen eighties no. or sixties. Probably 50s. not. Oh, that's my phone over in the office. 
Anyway, I really enjoyed these. And so, if listeners, if you have comic books, World War II comic books that you want to get rid of and you want to send them to the two half squads, there's one of us that would really appreciate it. Probably two of <laughs> two us. Two of us. I'll yeah. be, should I take all of them next? Yeah. Uh, I, I've, I'll give you the ones I'm doing okay. with, if that's all right. Okay. Also included oh, yeah. in the box were, were these nice World at War magazines. Now, these are... We've covered some before. We received some several years ago. Yes. And I actually read them then. And these are published by Strategy and Tactics. So one thing, I, two things I love about these. One is they're about World War II. And the second is they are interspersed with ads for games. And they talk about games and gaming. And they're kind of, I don't know that the articles are really, really targeting gamers so much. But uh, certainly gamers, I think, would. Wargamers would really enjoy this magazine. So we got three or four issues here. I got one here that's uh, that concentrates on Bloody Ridge, Guadalcanal, from the 12th to the 14th of September in 1942. Very good article in there. There's one here from Operation Olympic. I can't remember when Olympic was. There were so many operations during the war. Yes. Can you keep them all straight? Not only the big ones. Yeah. So I don't recall. And then there's an, uh, an article in there about Barbarossa, and they always include really cool maps and all the old orders of battle. And, and they usually just, relate to the game, right, that they've put out? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Sometimes it's – that's my bookmarker. Sometimes it's it's just uh, informative articles and just great stuff. And they also have ads in here for like artwork and stuff like that that you want to buy. Look at that great artwork. Oh, this is for a game, though. Decision Games, Tunisia. So, but I'm enjoying the artwork on the cover of this one, too. Look at that. Yeah, that looks a little. Uh, We're not ready to fire Winter our War-ish. current artist, but oh, is that Stalingrad? Could be Winter say? Storm. Yeah, Stalingrad relief attempt. Yeah, and um, also this whole article in here talks about the extent of the Hitler Empire, what they dreamed of, how they drew borders. I never have really studied this. Never really knew this. Yeah. A more likely global split, um, gliders in here, good di- uh, diagrams of gliders, and even a page doing the good look at a German uh, rifle grenades, how those work. So you have a lot of variety in these. Yep, always enjoyable. Oh, yeah. I saw a little bit of that article. I like that. Because I want to get some grenades for my rifles. Yeah, so these are about, uh, where's the price on this? $6. They're probably $7, maybe $8 now at the newsstand, but definitely worth getting. World at War, published by the Strategy and Tactics folks. So we got about four issues of that, which is most excellent. And some wonderful hardcover books, my friends. Tanks. This is a tank You're series. Welcome. We. we... <laughs> Should be slapping myself it's when I do that. In a long time. That we did that joke on the air, Jeff. But um, it never gets old. Oh wait, yes it does. <laughs> <laughs> this, how do you describe these? It's, 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 it's a series. It's a series. This it's, one says "Weapons of War" on it, and those don't. But they're all the same. Yeah, they're all the same series. These are these are large. They're not they're, Osprey Publishing. They're yeah, they're larger than that. They're MB, like twelve by ten. Yeah, MBI size. Publishing. I have the Sherman, of course, your classic tank. They're hard, hardcover. 
about 100 pages each one, go into great detail, lots of great photographs. Yeah, so you won't have to read a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talked about going to wider tracks, firing the M4's guns, the gunner's role, crew, pos- crew positions, gearbox. It's got the color cutaway classic artwork, which I think I've seen in other... A lot of times these cutaway views and things and uniform painting guides and stuff use the same art over and over. Oh, really? I have noticed that, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Is that legal? Um, yeah, it could be like public domain or or maybe it's the same publishing company using it yeah, in different that publications. Yeah. So that one was on the Sherman tank. I've got one here on the Panther tank. And uh, Origins of the Panther, the design and layout. Look at great photos. Just lots of construction. Yeah, how they're constructed. Here's a turret being fitted in a German factory. Interior shots. The cutaways are, are, they definitely are my favorite because everything's so clean. They all come with a Magic the Gathering card? That's my bookmark. Oh. That's what my Magic the Gathering cards have turned into is bookmarks. (laughs) They're scattered throughout all my thousands of books here and there. You're reading two of these. There's one in both the Sherman and the... T thirty four, yeah. You're further along in the T thirty four. Yeah, that that picture is from the painting guide I have of uniforms. Yeah, so here's I an SS tank you. crew private. Yeah, so and that's been used in so other publications. Those pants are kind of high up on his on his hips. That's not fashionable really anymore. In the forties, no, but not hat, today. But the hat looks good. Yeah, today he'd need to show part of his buttocks. Yes. <laughs> Underwear clad or yeah. something, or even yeah, bare. And this, these T-34s lost in Belarus during the early stages of Barbarossa. And there's tanks, remember this picture? They're sunk. Oh, they're sunk in the, oh. Like to the top of their treads. Ooh. I wonder if they're, they're probably still sitting there (laughs) waiting for those, waiting for the uh, AAA to come and get them out. (laughs) And I have one at home I kept reading and get to, and that was the Tiger. Let me know if you need a bookmark for that. <laughs> so thank you, Matt Morocco, for that. Oh, and he also included um, this. Um, Did we do this? No, we didn't. Dispatches did we from the bunker? No, I, think we did. I printed this for you. Will yes. you subscribe? Yes. With Vic Provost? Will I subscribe? We have in the past. So we think he's probably going to give us a free a subscription because, you know, of the publicity he gets we give him a lot of publicity yeah we posted it prominently on a fa- on our facebook page encouraging everybody to to uh subscribe to this and these are good they're 10 pages long or so he's got some he always got has a couple of interesting articles and a lot of reviews of the gaming clubs and um competitions right. in the north and east part of the united states right Always includes a few scenarios, usually six four, scenarios, four, something. Yeah, four to four six to scenarios. Six maybe. And write-ups that go right with those scenarios, if yes. you like to read designer notes. And then? And then on the back, uh, there's an ongoing series of articles, at least right now, Strategy. about tactical tips yeah. for veterans and novices by Carl Noguera. And this particular series is about uh, AFB tactics. In ASL, so there's about I think there are about six of them in the series, and very very worth. Uh, yeah, Carl's done a great job, and that one I remember because of course I read this one recently, and it's 
giving you various options here of as you're thinking through these two tanks facing off. Yeah. You know, you could try this and this probability, or you have this option and things that, I, again, I often forget. Yeah, those. I think that one especially goes into things like expending movement points before you become, come into the line of sight of the enemy. You right. Gotta be careful about that, otherwise they can yep. take advantage of their, uh, if you're multiple movement points in their line of sight, it's easier for them to hit you. Going into motion as a defender. Yep. Throwing smoke as a defender. Yep. Yeah. All that. So very good. Dispatches from the bunker. Highly recommended. Delivered by PDF. Straight to your inbox. Well, folks, I think that probably is going to wrap up this episode. Yes, it will. Hope you've enjoyed it. We do. Thank everybody. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And we'd like to remind you to roll low. Yeah. And rally pretty well oh and rally well i forgot but not not when you're playing us of course not when you're playing us yeah boys and girls thanks everybody and see you next time farewell want to dance dave i do can we read that one chapter from that book i reviewed while we dance about the uh ooh. Yeah. Let's go to the cabaret. Oh, let's do. Yeah, who is so that in the cabaret? Joel Gray. Joel right? Gray. And uh, Liza Minnelli. Yeah. You didn't see the whole movie I've never seen that movie, no. Or play. Or the play. Yeah, I saw it at Marriott once. My first... I think I was familiar with the music. and Of course, I like the song when the German men sing it all. It's a really, you know, battle, like, we're taking over song. And then... And a lot of jazzy stuff too. I'll have to put that on my list. Yeah.